Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 210, I'm going to be talking about 11 things that I believe all bloggers should do. Whether you're just getting started with blogging or you've been doing it for a while, there are some basic things that you want to make sure that are are taken care of to maximize your blogging success. The problem is that some of these things get easily overlooked by many bloggers. And while it's possible to be very successful without them, doing them can definitely help you get there faster. Some of them are simple technical things. Others are fundamental actions that you really need that can really help you to take things to the next level. Um, So chances are you're doing some, but if not, hopefully you get one takeaway. And that's what we're going to be talking about today man i saw my voice sounds a little tired you probably noticed that and and the reason for that is it's because i'm a lot tired <laughs> i i am exhausted right now and part of the reason for that has to do with the fact that I started back using my treadmill desk today. So I've been working and walking and working and walking. And it's actually great because, you know, I started on, I started with a treadmill desk early last year and then my feet started hurting. I'm telling you a little bit too much information now, but anyhow, um, I got some insoles that make my feet not hurt as much. So I am back on my treadmill desk and I am feeling a little bit of the after effects now. (laughs) So my voice sounds a little tired. I hope you can bear with me on that. Anyhow, this is episode 210. And of course, if you want the show notes for this episode, links to any of the resources that I mentioned, you can find those detailed show notes um, at becomeablogger.com slash 210. And ten, you'll even have a it'll even have a PDF transcript that you can download and um, access from wherever you are. So make sure to check that out. Anyhow, any announcements today? Yes, one one quick announcement. Next week, I'm gonna be in Las Vegas, Nevada, at New Media Expo and the National Association of Broadcasters. Very much looking forward to doing that, to being there. I'm going to be co-hosting um, for um, uh, Geek Beat TV. That's the official live stream for the event for National Association of Broadcasters. And I'm, I'm very excited uh, to meet more people and to connect and to do all kinds of fun stuff and just to have that experience. So... I know a number of you are going, and if you are going, make sure to connect with me while we are there. Tweet at me or whatever. You'll probably see me walking around, although it might be hard with the other 90-something thousand people that are going to be there. But if you're going to be there, 
um, look out for me. Let's connect. That would be awesome. That's the only announcement I have. So let's get into the content. You know, I love blogging. Uh, you probably knew that because of the whole, you know, become a blogger thing. Um, and I love not just blogging, but I love helping other people get started um, with their blogs and to help them build their blogs. It's why I do this podcast. It's why I write all of the articles that I write on Become a Blogger. It's why I have my Become a Blogger University um, at becomeablogger.com slash university. It's why I do coaching. It's why I do so much of what I do. What can I say? I just love blogging and I love helping Getting other, helping to get other people into what I'm doing right now because I think it's a lot of fun. You can explore your passions. You can share things that you're passionate about and build a business around that. Now, here's the thing, right? I see a lot of people starting blogs and miss out on a lot of the basic things. Um, maybe someone never told them about it. Maybe you know they're new to it and they're kind of overwhelmed with all of the information that's out there. So what I wanted to do is just record a podcast episode that I can say, okay, if you're getting started, um, yes, you can look at some of my getting started stuff, but I want to. I, you, you can also listen to this episode where I cover some of the basic things that you want to make sure. All right, I have that in place. Check. I have this in place. Check. Oh, I didn't do that. Let me figure out how to do it. Let me go ahead and get that done so that I can have a, a higher chance of success. So that's what this podcast episode is all about. We're going to go through 11 of these things. Why 11? Because I was coming up with a list and that's what I came up with. So let's go. Number one, this is, is so fundamental because one of the ways that um, we get traffic to our blogs is by people going to Google and they're doing a and doing a search for something that's relevant to the content that we're creating. And hopefully, if all is working well, Google is gonna say, you know what, this is a relevant site. I am going to show you becomeablogger.com because you're asking about how to start a blog. That is the ultimate goal. I have my biology blog, and my biology blog gets most of its traffic from Google, which is significant to the tune of 50-something thousand people uh, on a good month would come directly from going to Google, going to the search engines, searching for something related to biology, and coming to my website. So, Number one is this. You want to make sure that your blog is optimized for search for the search engines. So you want to make sure um, you have your search engine optimization taken care of. For short, SEO. When you see SEO, that stands for search engine optimization. Now, I am not a big search engine optimization guy. In other words, I am not the guy that is going to be doing trying to do all kinds of uh, you know sneaky things or all kinds of different tactics to manipulate the search engines. And you have a bunch of people. If you've been blogging for a little bit, you probably get a bunch of emails from companies that says that hey, they can help you with your search engine optimization and um, and make you rank number one in Google. I am not one of the guys that tries to outsmart Google. Why? Because Google is smarter than I am. <laughs> and eventually, they usually catch on with what people are trying to do to manipulate the search engine results. 
However, there are some basic things that you want to make sure, and there are some plugins um, that, that you can use to help that process. You want to basically give Google the information they need in order to make a decision as to whether they're going to rank you for a specific search. All right, and the plugin that I use, um, it's a great plugin. Um, many of the blog, most of the bloggers that I know that are, have been doing this for a while are using this plugin, and that plugin is called WordPress SEO by Yoast, and that's Y O A S T. I love this plugin because it's relatively simple. It takes care of the basics of search engine optimization. Of course, I'm assuming that you're using WordPress. And if you're using WordPress, this is a great plugin for you to install. Um, there are tutorials all over the web. I, I even have a tutorial on my blog. I have I have a, a, an article where I talk about search the, the Yoast SEO plugin, why I use it and how I use it. And I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. Once again, this is become a blog com slash 210 and you can get to the show notes. So make sure you your, your blog is optimized for search engine rankings. You can use the Yoast SEO plugin for that. Now there are some WordPress themes that come with built-in SEO features and you can use that, but I prefer this plugin specifically because not only does this, it set up your blog for um, what it needs for search engine rankings. It also allows you to be able to go into each individual post and make sure that post is optimized for whatever it is you are trying to rank for. So number one, optimize your blog for SEO. Number two, now this is a tricky one. It's not a tricky one if you're just getting started, but it's a tricky one if you've been going for a while. You want to make sure to change your permalink settings. Okay, what do I mean by that? If when you install WordPress by default, um, your your posts are gonna look something like this. Your post URL is gonna look something like this. Yourblog.com slash question mark p equals one, and that one would be the post ID. Instead, you want it to look like this. Your blog dot com slash your hyphen first hyphen post. The difference between the two is significant. In the first example, you're not giving any information in the URL about what this what that particular page or post is about. In the second example where the URL has your first post or how to start a blog, you are giving Google some more information about what that post is about and Google will use that information to make a determination of whether or not you should rank for a particular search phrase. All right, once again, in the first uh, tip I gave you, I said you want to make sure you're optimizing your blog for search engines. And part of that is this tip number two of changing your permalink settings. Now, the way you're going to do that is you're going to go into your WordPress admin area. You're going to click on settings, and then you're going to click on permalinks. And when you go to that permalinks section, it's going to give you the option to select what you want your permalink structure to be. Now, by default, it's going to show your your page ID or your post ID with the codes like 
question mark equals P such and such. And you don't want that. You want to select anything except that. Now, what I prefer to select is to just show the post title. You can show the post title and the post ID. You can show the post title and the date. You can do whichever you want. I prefer to just do the post title. Now, here's the thing. If you've been blogging for a while and your site is already ranking in the search engines and you already have a permalink structure, I don't recommend for you to change it. Unless you get someone that specializes in that stuff to make sure that all of the technical details is, is taken care of, I wouldn't worry about it. But if you're just getting started, make sure to go into your permalink settings and have the URL or the permalink show your post title in there. The word permalink means it's, it's short for permanent link. And you want to make sure that URL is showing information about what that post is about. Okay, so number two, you want to make sure to adjust your permalink settings to show your post name or your post title. All right, number three, this is a very basic one once again, and this is you want to make sure to install Google Analytics. Now, here's the thing. There's a quote from William Thompson that I really loved, and, and the quote goes like this. What gets measured gets managed. If you are building a business, you want to make sure that you are tracking how things are going. And one of the basic ways of doing that is by installing Google Analytics. Now, Google Analytics is a very powerful analytics platform that's better than most of the paid stuff that I see out there. But... Uh, it, 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 in stark contrast to those paid products, this is a free product and it's very powerful and in many cases more accurate than the, 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 the services that you might pay for. Okay, so I want to make sure you want to make sure that you have Google Analytics installed on your blog. You can go to google.com slash analytics, sign up for an account. If you don't have one, they will give you a code that you need to use to link to your site. You need to add that code to your site, and then it will start tracking your data. If you don't know how to install Google Analytics, you can just do a, a search on YouTube for how to install Google Analytics in WordPress and it will show you exact you'll see exactly how you can go about doing it um, you can do it by installing um, Google Analytics plugins in WordPress and then linking it to your account but you want to make sure that you have Google Analytics installed okay so that you can track you can measure so that you can make improvements over time. You can manage your business. That is the that is going to give you so much data in terms of where your traffic is coming from, what's working, what's not working. And if you don't fully understand how to use Google Analytics, install it still. And when you get time to figure out how it works, figure out how it works, and um, you'll be good to go. All right, so that is tip number three. Let's go to tip number four. Tip number four is you want to create an XML sitemap and submit that to Google Webmaster Tools. Now, what is a sitemap? A sitemap is a map 
of your site. Um, basically, it's a page that that lists all of the, the, the posts on your site, all of the pages on your site, and it links to all of those. Um, now, a, a, an HTML sitemap or a regular sitemap might just be a page that you have displayed on your blog so that people can figure out you know, how to get what, what all is found on your site. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an XML sitemap. What that does is it automatically generates a sitemap and automatically updates itself whenever you add new content to your site. Now, once you submit that to Google Webmaster Tools, you are giving Google all of the information about what pages and posts are on your site. And that's a good thing because you want Google to know what's on your site and you want Google to know whenever there's something new on your site because that's going to help Google to index your content even better and that's always a good thing. I mentioned earlier the Yoast SEO plugin. Um, That plugin also has a section when you go into its settings where it's going to allow you to create an XML sitemap And then you can take that and go to Google Webmaster Tools. Now, the easiest way to get there is to go to Google and search for Webmaster Tools. And the first site that comes up is the one that you're going to go to. Uh, When you sign up for an account, it's going to ask you um, to submit your sitemap. And once you submit it there, it will have all of the information about your site that it needs. If you don't have one installed, if you don't have Google Webmaster Tools set up, Make sure to do that. Once again, you can go to YouTube and search for how to um, set up Google Webmaster Tools in WordPress, and you can have an, you'll see a number of tutorials on how to do that. And I'm actually going to create a tutorial on this at some point in the future. But that is something that you want to pay attention to. Not only does it give Google information about your site, but it also is a place where you can go to see, you know, if your site was penalized for any particular reason or if there are errors that Google is finding when trying to index your site, it will give you all that information and you can take action of that. All right, so that's tip number four. Let's go to tip number five. Tip number five, optimize your blog for social sharing. I don't know if you know, you've noticed this, but social media, I think it's here to stay. Yeah, I think, I think it might catch on. <laughs> Social media is obviously big, um, and it's a great way for you to get your content out there relatively quickly. You know, the search engines are great for traffic, um, but if you if you if you want to get a lot of traffic from the search engines, that's something that's going to take a while to build. All right, but you can you I've seen relatively new blogs post an awesome piece of content, an awesome post, or an awesome video. And people love it so much that they share it. And within minutes to hours, that post goes viral. Um, and and that is, I mean, that's not uh, stable traffic necessarily um, from that one viral post. But it's a good way to get stuff out there. Now, if your blog is not optimized for sh- social sharing, the chances of people sharing it is going to go down significantly. So how do you optimize your blog for social sharing? There are two things that I want, to, I want you to make sure that you're doing. Number one, you can use a social sharing plugin. You want to make sure to use a social sharing plugin because I, I really dislike when I come to a blog post 
And it's an awesome post and I want to share it, but there's no link there. There are no social sharing buttons for me to easily click and like the post or share the post or tweet it out or whatever the case might be. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to share it. Now, there are a number of plug- plugins that you can use for this. The one that I use is by Elegant Themes, and it's called the Monarch plugin. You can get there by going to becomeablogger.com slash monarch. I love it, but it's not a free one. Um, there are many free ones out there. One good one would be Dig Dig, D-I-G-G, D-I-G-G, and that's from the people over at Buffer app. That's another one that you can use, or you can just find a social sharing plugin that you like. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, you want to make sure that when your blog posts get shared, a nice image shows up along with that. Um, So, you know, when you post a link in Facebook, sometimes you post it and there's no image. Sometimes you post it and there's a small image. You don't want any of that. You want to make sure there's a nice big image there um, that stands out in the Facebook news feed. Um, And and you can do that by using the the same plugin, actually, the Yoast SEO plugin. Um, It has a social sharing feature, a social feature where you can go in and set that image for each post. And that is a beautiful thing because now when people share it, it pulls the exact image that you want um, um, that you want on Facebook. Um, you can set it up for you can set your blog up with Twitter cards, um, and the Yoast SEO plugin does that as well. And a Twitter card basically pulls an image, and it can pull some additional details depending on how you set it up. So make sure to number one have a social sharing plugin. Number two. Um, set it up so that when it's shared, a nice image gets displayed so people are more likely to click through. Now, um, there are some other plugins that you can use for this, and I'm evaluating some right now, some that we're using over at Social Media Examiner um, that, from what I understand, is better than the social sharing functions of the Yoast SEO plugin. But since I haven't fully um, analyzed that as yet, I'm not sharing it as yet Um, But I will check that out and be posting about that sometime in the near future. All right, let's move on to number six. Number six, you know, I went to my biology blog and I saw that in the last 30 days, 22% of the people that visited my site came there on a mobile device. I mean, actually, no, that's become a blogger, 22%. And when I went to my biology blog, it was 30%. That's a significant amount of people. The world is becoming more and more mobile. And if they come to your site and it's not optimized for their mobile device, they're not going to be as likely to stick around. You want to make sure that you are optimizing for mobile. And you can do that in two ways. Number one, you can choose a, a responsive design. This is relatively easy as many of the good theme um, developers have responsive designs. Um, So if you're choosing a blog theme, look for one that's responsive. And they will tell you whether it's responsive or not. And if you don't know if it's responsive, you can just load it up on a website, in a browser, and drag your browser from the right end and make it smaller. And see what happens to the site. If it kind of readjusts as you make the width of the window smaller, then it's responsive. If it doesn't, then it's not responsive. So choose a responsive design. 
Now, if you already have a design that you love and you don't want to change it, at least not anytime soon, there are some plugins that you can use that can generate a mobile version of your website. Um, for example, one is called WP Touch Mobile. Um, and you can use that plugin and if someone goes on your, your, your blog, comes to your blog from their desktop, it's going to look the way you have it designed. But if they go on a mobile device, there's going to be a new design that's mo mobile optimized um, so that it can be easily read and consumed on the mobile device. Okay, so that's number six. Let's move on to number seven. We're getting down to the end. Number seven, pay attention to the formatting and the layout. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, and, and I'm talking about specifically your posts. If you're trying to get your blog out there to as many people as possible, you want to make sure that it's as easy to consume as possible. You got to pay attention to the formatting. You got to pay attention to the layout. Here's the thing. Um, there, there are a few things that you can do to make it easy to consume, especially, you know, people are on their mobile devices. Um, the internet is becoming much more visual. So here are some, just three tips that you can use for, formatting and layout. Number one, keep your paragraphs relatively short. People don't like reading pages on websites where there's there are long paragraphs with no breaks. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Keep your paragraph relatively short. I heard someone say that the sentence is the new paragraph <laughs> when it comes to the content that we consume on the internet. Don't have 10 sentences in your paragraph. Maybe have two or three, sometimes even one, depending on how um, the, the, the content is laid out. Don't make your paragraphs too dense. Number two, um, you, you want to use formatting elements strategically. And by that, I mean like bold and italics and underlines. You don't want to use them too often, but use them every so often to emphasize important um, concepts. All right. If you're talking about a specific topic and there, there are words that you really want to emphasize, maybe make it bold. If there's a special segment that you want to call someone's attention to, maybe italicize it. Um, so use those sparingly, but use them strategically. And number three, make sure you're using images. People don't want to see a ton of text on a page. Have some images, break them up, um, not break up the images, but break up the posts with these images so that your content, those images complement the content because a, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And it can really help to amplify your message. Actually, let me throw one more tip in there with number seven. Um, you want to use headings. So you want someone to be able to scan through your content and see what the major sections are, the main sections. And you can do that by using headings. When you're breaking up your content, if there are three main points, make those three main points as headings um, so that they can stand out so someone can easily glance through your content and see what it's about. Okay, number eight. Oh, this is so fundamental. This is so important. If you're not doing this, stop everything what you're doing right now and go and make this happen. You want to make sure you're growing an email list. Yes, your email list, you've heard me say it over and over if you've been listening to me for a while, it's your most valuable asset. It's one of your most valuable assets if you're building an online business because you get to nurture relationships with your subscribers, you get to provide them with value, you get to keep them coming back to your website when you send them newsletters and um, send them announcements of you know this awesome post that you just posted. 
Um, so you want to make sure that you are growing an email list. If you speak to many of the bloggers that have been around for a while and they, maybe they, are, they have a large email list, a lot of them will tell you that the thing they regret the most is not starting to grow their email list sooner. It's such an important thing. It's so crucial for building your online business. So if you're, whether your your email list has 10 subscribers or 10,000 subscribers or 100,000 subscribers, you want to make sure that this is something that you're investing time into building. All right. So tip number eight, grow an email list. Tip number nine goes directly with tip number eight, right? It is have a lead magnet. What does a mag- magnet do? A magnet is going to pull some pull objects to it, right? And if this is a lead magnet, you're pulling leads towards your business. In other words, people that are potentially buyers of your products, people that are potentially people that you can help with the content that you're creating, you want to make sure to have something to pull them in. Now, a lot of bloggers, what they will do is they will, have, they will start to grow their email list and say, sign up for email updates. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But quite frankly, how many people out there are just looking for email updates? Like, they're thinking to themselves, man, I don't get enough email. I want more email from bloggers. Not that many. You got to provide something of value that they can, they, they can um, well, that they're interested in, something that can help them accomplish their goals, that can answer their questions, and give that away as an enticement to get people on your email list. So this can be something as Simple as a one-page PDF with some of your best tips, your best resources. It can be an ebook that you put together. It can be, you know, a video course or whatever it is. Start simple if you don't have one. Start with just a one-page PDF. The five tools that I use to to help me lose weight or whatever your topic is. You want to make sure you have a lead magnet because that's going to increase the chances that you get people on your list. Number 10, we got two more because we said 11, right? So number 10, if you don't do any of the other tips that I mentioned, you want to make sure that you are doing this. And by the simple fact that I said that, you can, you should have an idea of what that is. You want to make sure you're creating awesome, consistent content. This is more important than anything else that I've mentioned because that Awesome, consistent content is what people are going to keep coming back for. If you are providing value, something that's helping them to accomplish their goals, something that's helping them to overcome their struggles, whatever the case might be, your content is what they're coming for. And if it's not awesome, why would they come? If it's not consistent, why would they come back? (laughs) You want to make sure that it's awesome and consistent. There are some extremely massively successful bloggers out there like Leo Babauta, who basically ignores most of the things that I mentioned in this podcast episode. However, his content is awesome. And as a result of that, he gets a massive amount of traffic and has achieved a massive amount of success. Content is what it all comes down to. That is where the buck stops this is the most important tip 
out of all of the 11. But it doesn't stop there. You can't just create your content. You want to do tip number 11. And that is, you got to market your content. It's not enough to just create that content. You got to let people know that that content is there. You got to, whether you're using social media, whether you're using, um, you're connecting with other bloggers that can provide you some exposure, whether you're doing PR, whether you're, whatever strategies you decide to focus on, whether you're using YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or I always almost say MySpace and I don't know why, but it's stuck in my brain. But anyhow, you want to make sure you're getting the word out there about your content. Now, you might be asking, okay, but well, where? how do I do that? Where do I start? Um, well, I have a few resources that I want you to check out. Um, number one is a, a, a post that I have. I, I'm pretty sure it's a video post. And the, the post, yes, it is a video post. I just checked. The post is called How to Get Traffic to Your Website or Blog. It's pretty straightforward, right? You know exactly what it's going to be about. Um, And of course, I'll link to that in the show notes. Another one, another post is one that I did a while back that is still, you know, it's still fundamental in terms of traffic generation. Um, And it's a podcast episode where I talk about how I get over 50,000 monthly visitors to my blog using free traffic sources. If that sounds interesting, that's episode 99. You're going to go to becomeablogger.com slash 99. And of course, it's going to be linked to in the show notes for this episode. So those are the 11 tips. 11 tips. Number one was optimize your blog for search engines. Number two, change your permalink structure. Um, Number three, your permalink settings, sorry. Number three, install Google Analytics. Number four, create an XML sitemap and submit it to Google Webmaster Tools. And, you know, side note, there's also Bing Webmaster Tools and a few others that you can also submit that sitemap to. Um, Number five, optimize your blog for social sharing. Number six, use a responsive blog theme or a plugin that will allow it to show up in an optimized way on mobile devices. Number seven, pay attention to the formatting and the layout. Number eight, you want to make sure that you are growing an email list. Number nine, have a lead magnet. Number 10, create awesome, consistent content. And number 11, market that content let people know that that content is there so that they can come for the awesomeness so they can experience your your awesomeness i keep saying awesome and my editor tells me that i need to stop saying awesome as much as i do (laughs) so one of these awesome days i will no longer be saying awesome as much as i awesomely say it right now anyhow i hope you got some value from this episode i hope you can take one of these tips and apply them to your blog and achieve some level of success from applying it. That's it. Um, I hope you got value from that. Um, Of course, hey, reviews on iTunes. If you have not left one and you found value in this episode or any other episode that I've done, I would love it if you can go to becomeablogger.com slash iTunes and leave me an honest review. That really does help to get this podcast out there in the hands of more people or into the ears of more people and if you're trying to start a blog take my free course at freebloggingvideos.com it's free it's actionable and it's awesome 
and that's my lead magnet, by the way. <laughs> Anyhow, this is Leslie Sam from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. 888 835